Welcome to the 3B3 Podcast, a weekly look at the world of hockey with your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. So are we ready to talk uh, AHL hockey? Are you ready to talk AHL hockey? <clears throat> Calm down, it's not that exciting. <laughs> or it could be, I guess, if you really want it to be. Here comes the Annihilation Hockey League. That's the only thing I can come up with with an A. There's no X in there. There should be an X in there somewhere. Is everything, it silent? Everything is circular. Okay. Exactly. So, so not 90s era team names and, and, and themes are, will make a comeback sooner rather than later. So... Okay. We're just ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. So come on, lay, lay last week's question out so we can. <sighs> this. All right. So um, with this extended off-season slash break going on, because it remains to be seen how this will turn out, and a new AHL president coming in, what do you see as the future of independently owned AHL teams? The AXHL, <laughs> the American Extreme Hockey League. Cue the flashing hot pink and teal graphics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, seriously, I mean, those independents are going to want to go somewhere. You know, if they get run out which it seems more and more likely the independents are going to get run out because the NHL teams are buying the their AHL franchises and the those independents aren't going to have the the money to keep up with their AHL brethren so you know and a lot of those a lot of those people that own those teams do it for the love of hockey so they're going to want to do something somewhere and it's been a while since we've had a rogue league. Let's be honest. We need one. Right? Yes. Yes. So, AXHL, come for the extreme hockey. Stay for the 20 cent beers. Something, mm-hmm. you know, they'll do something. Because there's going to be arenas that end up sitting empty. And that's not going to fly. And I don't think these people want to be involved in ECHL. And I don't think they want to be involved in USHL, you know, because that's just a whole different headache. So, welcome, AXHL. Buy the aspirin now, because those independent owners are in need of a headache, because... That's where they should be putting their money. The AXHL. The new International Hockey League. Again, you want to talk about an experimental league? They could be three on three all the time. The Roller Hockey League? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. They could be three on three all the time. Might you say a 3v3 international? It could be. Okay, so does do we have access to a lawyer to, you know, copyright and trademark all that ahead of time? Um, I do, but it would then be owned by the company I work for, so we don't want that kind of pain. No. I know a couple of, of lawyers. I do, too. They all run teams and leagues, uh, yeah. so. No, no, yeah. these are like, you know, people who have law degrees that are doing other things. Full disclosure, half my clients are, are law firms, so well, there we I'm sure go. I know someone. It, might, it, it helps explain why I like the sport so much. Yeah. Law, law is Contact law? Apparently. You secretly so, like law to be a contract law expert. Oh, my brain just melted thinking about that. (laughs) Okay, so um, I think it's a win-win for both sides. If 
the independent owners can get over potential pity parties and I don't want to own an ECHL franchise. I don't want to own this other league franchise. Like if they can get over themselves, if all 32 teams in the NHL, (laughs) sorry, I did. I should have gone a little slower so you didn't have to rush that. Okay. (laughs) No, that that was my fault. I'm off my transition game, apparently. You need to work uh, on that. Yes, I, I'm not setting up the play and reading it two steps ahead of time. I'm just reading and reacting, which is not good. Mm-mm. Which, that was the extent of my hockey intake this week. Um, HL franchise is owned by the parent clubs. Uh, tie it into a TV deal. Get these minor league teams on TV. If possible, it'd be situations where basically every San Jose Barracuda's game is broadcast because there's television set up and ready to go because they play out of an NHL rink. But things of that nature could only benefit the bottom line of what is essentially a gate-driven league because HL.TV, just like the NHL's online product, it, it it's limiting. You're only going to get a certain audience because your product isn't new. Your product isn't revolutionary. It is not the what? What's the name of the league, Patrick? The AXHL. See, it's not that. It's just the same old, same old. But thirty one, thirty two owners own these thirty two extra teams. Sure makes a television rights deal a little more interesting in the uh, in the U.S. Jane, you ig- no. <laughs> oh, I can't do that old Saturday Night Live bit anymore. Jane, you ignorance. Um, <laughs> I mean that that goes without saying for seventy-five percent of all SNL skits. I, this is oh god, the OG SNL skits. Assuredly. Um, <clears throat> ahem, ahem, ahem. Pat, you're wrong. <gasps> you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. They will so, not. So, 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 what you're saying is, I just predicted what the NHL is going to do? Shush. God, this needs to be video sometimes just because I have a weird <laughs> feeling that Cassie would be doing spit takes just for the sake of doing spit takes. <laughs> because what the world needs are spit takes right now. Um, <sighs> quarantine spit takes where you spit at the camera and watch people flinch because they think it's going to come through the camera at them. Um, which means we should do this podcast in VR. Anyway, hey, look, squirrel. Um <clears throat> I I don't think I honest to goodness I think if it gets to the point they're going to start getting run out because of the money and I don't 32 teams is the AHL going to be and they're going to do their own little TV deals their own little streaming deals but those independent owners are going to want something and I'm saying right here right now demonstratively slamming. If I had a shoe, I would slam it on the table a la Khrushchev at the UN. I will bury you. They will make the AXHL, and it will be, drumroll, a summer league. There, I did it. But that would be in conflict with the NHL, who is trying to position themselves as a summer league at this point. Well, they'd get destroyed by the AXHL, because mm. the AXHL would, would, would be smart enough to make their game more exciting than the NHL would be in the middle of July. And if the NHL positions themselves to be a summer league, oh boy, howdy. Is it that the attendance is is bad now? Is it that they're positioning themselves or they may have no choice? No, they've got plenty of choice. Well, they're choo- they're they are choosing the path of more Most resistance. Cowardice. Yeah. Cowardice. <laughs> what, water 
water water chooses the path of least resistance right water will water finds the easiest way to escape the nhl is water uphill yes and just try and climb all the way back oh that too yeah swimming upstream to prevent themselves from paying back someone instead of maximizing what they bring in Their insistence on playing 82 games next season is just mind-numbing. Because that's the sticking point. They don't have to be a summer league. They don't have to slide into being a summer league and all that other yada yada. It's going to take forever if they just scoot back, you know, like one month each year. And but No. For crying out loud, you've played abbreviated seasons before. Started on January 1st, as is the statement, sort of the softening of the ground. Started on January 1st, playing abbreviated season, do the full run, let everyone have the same offseason, and start 82 the following season. It's not rocket science. Hell, it's barely even basic math. No, this is just contracts between broadcasters. Which That's is all what, this is. The, contra- the contracts between broadcasters is whatever. Oh, no, the deal's, they're, the deal's they're, up next year, right? Yes. Right. Just in the U.S., but it's well i mean but you're talking about a league who's like sold away all of their assets like all of their historic games and to the broadcasting you know to broadcasters and stuff this is not a smart league it's it's give me the sure thing versus what is long-term best for business that's why it's everything's a long-term deal instead of you know betting on themselves which is why they want to move to a summer league because they think that they would be in they would get better viewership versus major league baseball than they would against the nfl that's what they're looking at they're looking at competition against other sports leagues and they don't think they compete against can compete against nfl or even college football which is why they try not to have sunday games that go head to head with nfl games and they're cowards so that's well, no, what they're they, trying to do <laughs> no they're just diagnosing the issue wrong like Thank you there's some logic in that way of thinking but that's not the problem the problem is everything is built up so that fans root for teams and don't watch the sport. Well, that's part of it, yeah. Well, no, that's the whole that's, thing. Well, no, that's a big part of it. I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying there's there's two big things. You're on to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. in an argumentative mood today, so let's go. Okay, okay. So the whole, the whole complaints about when teams are getting good ratings or, or you know, local teams that have – you know, conflicting sports, they draw their best ticket sales, their gate revenues from January through April. Okay. Yes. That's what the teams are arguing. It's because all the other fans, they split and they divide their time between other things, but also how many of the broadcasts are getting on, you know, outside of your local broadcast, how many great, time slots are there that NBCSN in in the U.S. is broadcasting games. One, maybe two a week. So there's nothing else to consume unless you're diehards or crazy people like us who go out of our way to watch way too much for our own, you know, health. Peace of mind. All right, lay it on me. I'm missing. NBCSN today. <laughs> Mike, you might be. And, okay. okay. The whole college football NFL thing. Oh my God. It's Saturday and Sunday. It's Saturday oh. afternoons and Sunday afternoons. That is the, these owners have the lamest flipping excuses for everything. They've mm-hmm. never had a, comp- they've never had that many complaints about competing with basketball. Have they basketball, which plays roughly the same length of season Starts about a month after you. They don't seem to complain about those ratings against the NHL. No, no, no. It's always this magical, mythical NFL, which plays Sunday. Which I have argued that if they like had some matinee games 
on Sunday afternoons, even Saturday afternoons, where there are a ton of football games and people are like not wanting to watch any of them. So they are cruising through the channels, trying to find something else to watch between games. And look, there's a hockey game. I should watch this for a while before I go back to football. Or, or, <sighs> hey, wait, wait, Cassie, wait, bear me out here. This button, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going off the deep end. Uh-oh. That's right. If you had Sunday matinee games during the NFL season, you might have, whoa, step back, more kids attending the games. <gasps> for those but parents really who really do need sit, a camera to throw something at. I, for those parents that do not desire to sit at home and watch football all flipping day just to watch a 4 o'clock or 4.30 start of Arizona versus Columbus. <sighs> Put a game in their arena. Those, it's it's stupid that we complain about the fan base and not expanding it. And you know, all the games start at seven o'clock at night, and the only night that parents are able to take their children to a game potentially is the Saturday night game. Ah! If I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I actually, as a single individual, prefer going to afternoon games because you're, then you're done at like four or five o'clock in the afternoon and you can just go home and like relax. You spend an afternoon, you spend a Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon out meandering around, you go to a hockey game, you come home for dinner, the kids are in bed by a legitimate time. Mm-hmm. But why do I want to bring my kids to a game? I'm looking to escape. <laughs> well, what you do is you just drop them off at the game, and then you can escape, you know, across the street to the bar and watch the game. Oh, Patrick, that would, that 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 would. <laughs> Have you been to Raleigh, North Carolina? There are no bars across the street well, from the arena. There's one, but it's not good. Okay, um, so you drop them off in their seats, and then you go tell them you're going to the club level. <laughs> or, 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 you know, the husband is, like, sitting there watching football all day, and the wife's looking around with the kids going, I want to do something. Let's go to a hockey game. <laughs> Wait, significant others can like sports? Women, know, right? too. And I know. do things no, independently no. of the menfolk. Whoa. Oh, in full disclosure, my wife doesn't like sports. She tolerates my interests and I take the kids. So she gets a day off. Yeah, there's that yeah. too. Yeah. I just this whole, tele- oh, this whole television rights thing is just idiotic. They, they, they are going after safe guarantees. That That's what it boils down it's, to. It's a conservatively minded group of people who just want to make sure that they make money and don't want to take risks because that's scary. And I mean, you know, it's a bunch of hockey, hockey men. The league is the way it is for a reason. The players are the way that they are for a reason. And it's all because no one likes taking risk. Mm-hmm. You know, Canada is complaining about this concept because it gets cold, it gets dark. So what am I supposed to do at night? Am I supposed to go out or can I sit at home and just watch a game on TV? That makes way more sense than whatever the NHL is thinking because the con- potential contract dollars can't be that much better than a solution similar to what currently exists. So to go back to the whole NBCSN thing, somebody remind me what else they have. Right. There you go. There's your answer. So for them to broadcast a game, maybe two a week, come on. Even ESPN did more when ESPN had hockey. Right. They'd they'd throw it over to ESPN, too. You'd have three or four games on a week. You'd have a main, you'd almost have like a Monday night football game on on the main ESPN. NBCSN has nothing else in that time slot 
No, they have the one game of the week on a Wednesday, which dictates the boring as hell. Tuesday <clears throat> night, bottom dweller versus bottom dweller, and everyone gets to make fun of the attendance numbers because it's bad hockey games. But there's one game a week. And Canada does it too, but, you know, at least the product, the presentation of the game's a heck of a lot better than rolling out the same three white guys on NBCSN that no one wants to watch. The nice thing about Canada is at least they their regionals are truly regional and not just a couple of states. Yep. Yep. And, I mean, the Wednesday night national game that Sportsnet currently produces at least has some production value to it. Yeah. Like, the Wednesday night slot in in the U.S. is also supposed to be the national game of the week, but it sure as shit doesn't feel like it, and it sure isn't presented that way. Nope. And, and, And the reason for all of this petulance about the TV stuff, it has nothing to do with NBCSN. Once the owners in the, in the league, nope, it's got a hundred percent to do with the regionals because that's where their money is. NBCSN steals games from regionals; they are allowed to, but the regionals put up a fight to prevent them from stealing it because at that time the regional doesn't get the revenue from that game. Oh, but guess who owns those regionals who take the games? More than 50% of the time. Sinclair? Mm, nope. Comcast? Yep. Yeah. More than half of those regional games that are pulled, when, especially when they do doubleheaders, it's always a Comcast-owned property. That's why Philly gets the big number. That's why Chicago. And Chicago is a whole different issue based on you know them getting outdoor games or whatever. San Jose. They're mm-hmm. local broadcasts. <clears throat> All Comcast owned. So, hopefully, in two years, they split up the national deal. Well, see, it even goes... The the NHL doesn't do any, like, marketing surveys. They just make assumptions on what they think is going on. They don't even bother trying to find out what's really going on. At least from what I can tell, maybe they are doing like marketing surveys, but it's like a very limited crowd of people that are yeah. responding. They're, but... they're for people in the building, just like Patrick and I know from being in Vancouver last year in June. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like they don't want to they don't want to know what they're doing wrong. So they limit their scope of who they're asking questions by and assume that's everybody and they're making faulty decisions based on a lack of information because sticking their neck out is uncomfortable and they don't want to know if it's worse than what they think it is. I don't think that it's uncomfortable. It costs more. There's that too. There's the old one in the hand is worth two in the bush. And that's where their mindset is. <clears throat> There's also the people like to stick with the misery that they know rather than take a chance on the unknown. Is there any other analogies we can come up with? Because I think we've already nailed like three of them. <laughs> the devil you know is... I, uh... Yeah. So, the new AXHL. <laughs> ah, what are we thinking? Four ten-minute periods of three-on-three? <clears throat> Running time? Stop running time. time. Running, running time. time. Do we get, and uh, what, like a 15-minute halftime? Right? So you get like a minute or two in between each period. They swap in. No, re- no resurfacing? No, no dry cut? Nope. That's done at halftime. Sh- shovels during the... Commer- presumable commercial break between the yeah. first and second, third yep. and fourth. Okay, yep. I'm fine. Yeah, it's it's, and, and this is gonna freak people out. It's kind of like basketball, right? They have a little, they have a space in between each quarter. The the court kind of gets dried up a little bit, you know. They they rest, they take their 
you know, make their in-game strategy changes and blah, blah, blah. And boom, they're right back at it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. If, if we want to be more like basketball, can we make it four, four twelves so it's not this nice, even round number? Mm-hmm. Doesn't end with a zero just to mess with people's heads. And can we not have actual coaches? Can we have player coaches? Yes. I think la- last week when I talked about the uh, the senior league, that that's all I wanted. You have to be a player coach. Uh-huh. Keep, keep those costs down. I'm well. See, I'm thinking of a manager, not a coach. Mm. Right. So you can you can kind of do the general manager manager type route, okay. but only one allowed on the bench. Uh, the reason I'm saying that is because I still you know I it's I want to treat it something as a developmental league because one of these days one of these you know one of these kids that plays in this league is going to end up in the NHL and be a superstar. I'll uh you know. WHA? <laughs> I'll, uh, some, somebody who, not a superstar, but somebody who may have played in the RHI, Mr. Clark, you know who I speak of, who made it, who had himself I, quite a little NHL career. Um, I'm kicking myself. I know it. I can't pull the name. Uh, I'm, I'm not. not... Krivitai, is it? No. No, no. I didn't no. think so. I've got my hands up. I'm not going to the keyboard. Ugh. Go ahead, go to the keyboard. <sighs> I'm gonna kick myself. <laughs> uh, which one are we talking about? Oh, we're t- we're clearly talking about Glenn Metropolitan. Clearly. He had himself a career. I'm not saying he was a star, but no, they're, you know, come on. Oh, it must be Manny Legacy. Manny Legacy. Yeah, yeah. Francois Bouillon. Oh, okay. Peter Scudera. Yeah, he wasn't much of a name. Yeah, he wasn't. No, but... Just, no. just, just drop it, cause I'm, I'm kicking myself now that I see it. Yeah. So, the same thing goes for, for coaching slash managers. And you, you, ca- you talk about cost reduction. Well, we've got a three-on-three roster. We've already halved the amount of players you need. So player salary is generally the the biggest killer of of the smaller teams, the independent leagues, the AHLs, and so forth. So now you've got guys that could get maybe you know obviously the uh, as in more water metaphors, water expands to fill the space it's being contained in. Um, if salary, if there's a salary cap, players will start demanding and teams will start spending to the cap, but. You know, there's a lot more. There's a lot more cost certainty available to them because you know maybe you got 15, 12 guys on a team and two goalies. So I've just lopped off. Ha- I've just lopped off eight players who I probably wasn't going to get anyway because they're going to fill out the rosters of the AHL teams. So boom. There we go. We have our league. We do. And the reason I didn't want to go at 12 minutes, Pat, is because I like it being at 40 minutes, because then people are like, what the hell? Talk about an oddball. Because 48 people can understand. Oh, it's four twelves. Football has no concept of time anyway, because the clock is just meaningless. The game lasts like 15 hours. For three minutes. The last, the last two minutes of, of a football game can last like an hour. Same thing with basketball, though, too, right? The last minute, because they, they have just like apparently an infinite number of timeouts. Yeah. They can, they can accrue and carry over to the next game, it appears. 
But you, not you, quite, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it feels that way, right? Right, right. You know what? The, I got a timeout and a thirty-second timeout, and I've got three of these and two or three. I okay, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm then fouls. It's like, it'll, oh, well, you've only got yeah. you've only got three fouls, so go out and foul so we can take a timeout without yeah. taking a timeout. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, you you've got you don't you haven't fouled anybody this game. Get out there. You got you got four freebies. You've got four timeouts to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. No. Running time, puck stoppages just result in return to play. But you are not allowed to change. Everything uh, must be a change on the fly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah that's fine. Puck stoppages, you know, if a goalie covers the puck, the attacking team has to retreat to behind the blue line. Yes. And then you resume play. Mm-hmm. No whistle. Right. No dropping the puck. No penalties. Penalties are three on two. If there are multiple penalties, one right after the other. Yep. Stack them. Yep. Instead one expires, of... then the next one starts up. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's or, players. I do always love the idea of the team is awarded a penalty shot. Maybe we say for certain infractions. Player skates from center ice. And then there's some other mark on the ice where all the other active players have to stand behind. Oh, it's like once a penalty the, kick in soccer. And what once once the puck is touched, everyone goes. Like, it's, kind of, it's almost like a penalty kick in soccer. Yes. If, if he scores, great. If not, immediate resumption of play. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, exactly like a penalty kick in soccer, right? Yeah. If the goalie makes a save and the ball kicks out, everyone's free to go and you can resume play. Yes. Yeah. Everyone yep. talks about how enjoyable playoff OT hockey is, even though it's garbage, but the best the best sequences of games are the ones with the fewest whistles. So let's eliminate those and start play up almost immediately again. So it'd be wonderful. Basically that glorious, magnificent, arousing for lack of a better term, team North America OT game. Yes. When it was just end to end chaos. Yeah. Imagine and with, that. And with fewer players out there, yep. it's easier to spot the puck. You can see yep. the passes. There are less, yep. you know, delays, scrums along the boards. We've done it. Welcome to the new AXHL America's <laughs> Extreme Hockey League. You get to see the all team the names all have. The team names all have to be um, verbs. Well, I think the, you know I'm I'm fine with sort of the whole letting them go back to the old RHI style, right? Roadrunners, jackals, rock and rollers, <clears throat> rhinos, bullfrogs. You know, come on, we'd be we'd finally be able to get a buffalo's wings. <laughs> Okay, right? so all animals has to be an animal, <clears throat> no matter what, have any kind. No, I think we do. I think but it you, needs what? to be. But then you deprive us of great teams like the Long Island Jaws. Right. Which right. still an animal mascot, an animal logo, but the name because they can't tread on that water. Right. Ha ha, get it, water. Yeah. Um. You know, then we'd finally get a Las Vegas Jokers. <laughs> you know, come on. This needs to happen. Not the Las Vegas craps? You can do that too. <laughs> or but the Las you know, Vegas Snake Eyes. You know what this does ruin the opportunity for? The Ontario Rakes. Yeah, it does. But that's okay. Mm. It's, for, it's for the greater good. The greater good. Um, speaking of Ontario Uh-oh. and money, 
I have no idea where this is heading. <laughs> Uh-oh. He says sarcastically, knowing full exactly where this is headed. Oh, Eugene, Eugene, Eugene. <laughs> you magnificent idiot. Oh, all the goodwill everyone in the world felt towards you when you were in dire need of a kidney transplant and a fan stepped up has pretty much just been burned to the ground, buried in soft peat for six months, dug up, reformed, burned again, and buried again. How do you piss off your own team's charity foundation? This is just amazing. Just amazing. It is literally the Sens Foundation have decided they'd rather just be the foundation because they want nothing to do with the Sens. It's just because he wanted an Ottawa based nonprofit Shit. to benefit that benefits a local community to give money to an organ donation foundation based in Toronto. Just doesn't get it. No. He just doesn't get it. There's some people who are delusional and some people out of touch, and then there's Eugene Melnick. I just. Oh my God. I'm just. Okay, the the San Jose Sharks Foundation or LA Kings Foundation have decided to part ways. What the hell is this foundation going to do without the NHL team, which basically founded them in the first place? Exactly. Like, how many other foundations that are out there that are separate entities and not a subsidiary of the team? Well, most of them are technically separate. Get 5013 certification because if they're part of the organization, then they can't get tax free, right? It can't be treated as a tax free charitable donation, right? Um, but they are run by they're partnered, yes, generally. but yeah, but in this was with. always a very separate and what I was thought was unique, and I thought probably a good idea to have a completely independent organization just partner with a team. I think it would be the best thing in the world. The best thing in the world. If Toronto said, okay, you are now our Ottawa branch of the Maple Leaf Foundation. Yes. Or Montreal. I think Montreal would be better. Uh, no, I think Toronto just because of the dig. Mm. You know? There's not enough animosity between these two right now. <laughs> you know, Leafs fans and Sens fans, but to have the Leafs, you know, sort of swoop in and steal their foundation from them, I think would convert all of the remaining Senators fans into Leafs fans. <laughs> may may someone have mercy on their souls. Yeah, or something. Oh my God. Oh, good God in heaven. I don't... I feel so sorry for the fans of that franchise. I don't know how they function. They're just waiting for the team to move to Quebec. Uh, <laughs> I'll just be Quebec Nordique fans after that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you put a positive spin on it because I could think of another thing they're thinking right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah. Not that. Yeah. That would that no. would be bad. Yeah, that would be, but, but yeah. You never you never wish that on anyone. No, never. But all but but you know The thought has crossed some minds. It has. And they Gone immediately down. felt bad, but it has crossed uh, minds. Yes, because no one should no one should have to suffer hemorrhoids like that. Exactly. Okay, but the, I'm, glad, I'm glad we were thinking of the same thing. Yes, but but the positive to Cassie's idea is 
a new expansion team because this this league's going to go up to 40 teams, right? Um, they can call themselves the Ottawa Loggers, like the now defunct RHI team, because based on our new league, that name can't be used. There we go. There we go. See? God. So speaking of, of controversy. <laughs> so um, now this is me non-sarcastically saying, I have no idea where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you shouldn't. So uh, I was on NHL.com earlier today, which I normally don't visit, but... Um, and I saw that they decided to redraft the 2003 draft, which I was sitting there thinking about going, huh, didn't we do something with the 2003 draft a while ago? We're just ahead of the curve. Wait, all right, I'm not looking at the website. I know the league is homers. 2003, okay. Patrice Bergeron goes one. Yeah. Marc Andre Fleury goes two. Who's a second round pick who everyone loves? No, you're Some wrong def- about number two. Oh, then it must be. I don't know. You're never going to get number two. You never will. So, <laughs> do you want to hear this? I was uh, just I, like, my controversy was that we were doing stuff with the 2003 draft, and magically now they are. But they're actually redrafting a bunch of different drafts. So, I was trying to create controversy. Yeah, but they didn't touch the one that we did. Right. Look like right, because that's the more entertaining one. Yes. Everyone likes to do. Oh, we had all these great stars. How would you? No, no, no. Go to the draft where there was nothing. Well, no, they started with 2012, and they've got worked their way backward to 2000. So they better do some of those mid-90s drafts, because those were pitiful. They skipped 2004, though, for some weird reason. <laughs> well, I mean, Andrew Ladd was clearly the fourth-best player to come out of that draft. So your top top ten for this new redraft, the 2003 draft, was Patrice I, Bergeron. Now, please pause. Please pause. Yes. I am I am here for his reaction. Go. Bergeron uh, overrated. I'm sorry. Number what? two. Number two is Eric Stahl. I still the leading point scorer from this draft that. Started out real well, but the whole group plateaued real fast. So, okay. All right. Number three is Ryan Getzlaff. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Number four is Ryan Suter. No. <laughs> Number five is Shea Weber. I can argue with Shea Weather jumping from the second round to a top five spot. Number I can six, see that art. Brent Burns. <sighs> so you you sound like you're going to need my de-stressor <laughs> wave file, Pat, after we're done here. So. I, I might. Um, hmm. Yeah, it took until one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, no. Brent Burns, no. All right, number seven is Mark Andre Fleury. I mean, given how high they put in other goalies in the draft, okay, that's fine. Eight is Joe Pavelski. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Uh, nine that, is Zach Parise. Uh, thinking about who else slipped from that top ten. I mean, who are we? 
yeah, okay, I can, I can, I can see the argument. And number ten is Corey Perry. I am going to give you a number eleven because that was the biggest jumper in the draft. <clears throat> but number ten is Corey Perry. Now I didn't tell you what teams these guys went to either. If they had been drafted in this order, but number eleven is Dustin Bufflin. He was picked number two hundred and forty fifth overall. Okay. 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 Did Tracy Myers write this blurb? <laughs> no, Pete Jensen. Oh, that's even worse. He's a fantasy guy. Oh, well, thank you. That that oh, that makes me feel better. It wasn't Tracy. I mean, like Hervé Villachez fantasy. Might as well be. Did draft. Did draft. <laughs> okay, how how far down was Nathan Horton picked? Because. If he is not a first rounder, then this is a. Well, I mean, it's already twenty fourth. He went twenty fourth. Yeah, no one remembers how good he was. They just know his career. He's not playing, and all these other guys are, say for Buffalo and Corey Perry, depending on how you define playing. <laughs> Okay, I'm now pulling this up. Uh, don't do it, Pat. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's like the comment section in every article. Never read the comment section. Never read the comments. They they did redo the twelve the 2012 draft. I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. So they, they did. Started with two. Yeah, they competed against us directly. So fight me, NHL.com. Oh my gosh. Okay, there it is. Here we go. <laughs> Jimmy Howard, a first round draft pick? There we go. Uh-huh. What are we talking? Tobias Enstrom? Really? Brian Elliott? There we go. <laughs> there we are. Brian Boyle? Lee Stepniak. <laughs> okay. Are we going to find you later just sort of curled up in the corner, you know, like Bart Simpson muttering to yourself? Rocking back and forth. Just, you know, clutching your knees to your chest and sort of rocking back and forth, <laughs> muttering to yourself. Are you going to write like nasty letters to every one of these people saying that they're idiots? No, because thankfully I have the I, I've taken the week off, so I will have less time in front of a computer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> probably for or probably for the best. Or you'll have more time in front of a computer. It's funny how that works. No, it's after we finish wrapping, it's going in a it's going in a lockbox for for a week. I still have a phone, so the, the potential is still there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm just trying to think. So McCulloch definitely dropped. Vanek dropped. Obviously. If Jared F. didn't go to Columbus and had more games played, he would go, he would still go ahead of half the goalies. <clears throat> okay. Sam, going, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Anthony Stewart was still a hell of a player at the time, who, you know, ended up in bad situation in Florida, then a bad situation in Atlanta, and yada, yada, yada. All right. Brian Boyle was technically a first round pick. Oh. I'm, I'm just how many goalies? One more than should have been in the first round. <laughs> Boy, you mean in actuality or what this nonsense that's written up? That nonsense. Two. 
Five. Corey Crawford should not be a first round pick. Thank you. Now, Corey, Craw- Corey Crawford is, is playing the role of the taller Tim Thomas, who's had, who had a great, you know, second half of his career. And he is a damn good goalie. I'm not going to diminish that, but Brian Elliott is a first round pick. Come on. What a. All right. I, I got to get off this. Okay. <laughs> then I, then you know what? I'm going to do something completely abnormal. Uh oh. I'm going to land the plane. <gasps> Who? What, what did I say? <laughs> you said because, many. Because I know this came in the last 30 seconds. It certainly did. You said many, <laughs> many, many, many things. <laughs> I feel like Chief Lassard in, in, in <laughs> Police Academy. <laughs> I, have, I have two questions. I shall... I shall Use one this week and keep one for the next week. Okay. This is sort of going back to your little rant about, not rant, your your missive on one Anthony Stewart. A good player got into a bad situation. I think we can all see where this is going. In the first round, what player do you think would have had a better career had they not been drafted by that team. And and I would have put a qualifier on this. You cannot pick any of the Oilers drafts in the last 10 years. I'm looking at you, Nail Yakupov and Jesse Pugliari. So other players, other players such as Anthony Stewart, had they been picked by any of the other teams in the first round, would they have had a better career? Because we, because in hearing Anthony Stewart, we, you hear a lot about he didn't get educated in what it took to be a pro the right way at the right time type thing, and like you said, Patty got into a bad situation followed by another bad situation with teams. So had he been drafted by someone else, what player do you think would have had a better career that ended up being a a bomb in the first round? Do we have a time frame? No. I'll leave it open. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3 Podcast. This has been the 3v3 Podcast, sponsored by Nobody.